1: Welcome to the Musings of an ADD Mind podcast. This is your host, Jack, and I have the ADD Mind. Hey, guess what, guys? You know that the last Wednesday of the month is always some sort of pop culture episode. And today I have somebody on, and we are going to talk about something that is near and dear to our old man hearts, and that is 80s TV shows. Joining me today is mike mike how are you doing i'm doing great jack thanks for having me on. hey thanks for answering my call on that uh facebook group and yeah um, it
0: really sounded like a really fun time so I'm, i'm really excited to be here
1: i'm glad that you're here and listening friends um it sounds like we're gonna have several episodes over the course of the summer where we talk about several cool things to us at least
0: I absolutely hope so. It'll be fun.
1: <laughs> so anyway, I am going to uh, just, well, if the computer will catch up with me, I am going to start off and I'm going to play a theme. All right. So here's this theme song that you probably will have some memories of. Did that bring back any memories for you i'm getting
0: goosebumps just listening to that that is just so classic i can remember sitting at home you know in the summertime watching these shows and with with my friends and such a such a great 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 show did you know hit so many so many things on some of the levels you know emotionally action-packed characters i mean and, you know and and a good uh, good story good feel story at the end uh you know when they and the A team helps, everybody. So it's a uh, A team was just it, you know, and it had some a uh, great cast of characters. I'll tell you, I don't know, not sure who came up with the but the the uh, the the show itself, who who did that, but uh, you know, you know, you had uh, you know Hannibal, George yeah. Papar, George Papar, who well, I heard. Well, I heard really, was kind of a jerk on the show you know or at least as an actor like he felt like he was above everybody else because he was a established actor and you know he was doing this but uh, i don't know if that's true or not but uh
1: I, I have heard that as well and i i've also heard that part of the reason about every year or so they'd get a new because you know there was always like the the girl reporter or something yeah you know that would help them and they would only last about half a season, and then they were gone. And then someone else would come, and then they mm-hmm. were gone. And apparently, it's because George Papard was not nice to them, and they would usually quit. But
0: yeah, I heard, I heard that. I've heard that he was not, he was not very good on the set. And you know, I mean, you know, all of those people there. I mean, you don't just have the actors. I mean, you have the crew, and you know, all of the people supporting the the, the program itself, and you know last thing you want to do in any, any any uh career that you have is have uh you know some somebody toxic or just not nice i mean you know when you're all trying to build something very well but the good news is that they they really did put on a put on a good production i mean while maybe cartoonish at sometimes it was certainly really really fun tv um fun wholesome all that and you know i yeah. i i mean yeah, I mean Dirk Benedict, who who uh, played Face in, in the in the uh, on the show. I mean, it, you know, was a Battlestar Galactica. He was uh, the original Starbuck. Know, he was the original Starbuck. Yeah, before they did a gender swap there. Um But you know, but they were. You know, he was. It was just. You know, it was great to see him, I and mean, he was really funny. And then Dwight Schultz, who played, uh, you know, who <laughs> yeah, it was it was the crazy guy who in that and then of course you know in his I guess in his breakout role Mr. T who, who I saw the first time I saw Mr. T was on a competition I don't know if it was on ABC or what it was Battle of the Bouncers and he was a ba- he was one of the bouncers and they had to do all kinds of different stunts and 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 and, and uh competition to see who was the best and and uh, you know of course he he played BA Baracus. And it's right. just what a, what a classic character. Like one of the, one of the great characters of television history, I think not just in oh, the 80s, yeah. but all, all, I mean, he was just great. He was just, yeah. he was great. And then they had to drug him to get yeah. him on, plane.
1: on planes. Yeah. Cause he hated to fly. Chris, I, the first time I saw Mr. T was uh, when he played Clever Lang in Rocky three.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. He was definitely, yeah, he was definitely a a badass. that's for sure.
1: Yeah. One of the things that I love about um, being Gen X is things that are sort of considered were sort of considered like kids or, you know, acceptable for kids. The A team, they were shooting blanks off like you wouldn't couldn't fathom. No one ever got hit, mind you. But yeah. even movie wise, you know, we grew up at a time where uh, any which way but loose and what in every which way you can you know with Clint eastwood we're like family wholesome family movies and it was just him beating the crap out of people (laughs) you know and yeah the a team sort of fell in that sort of same category in my opinion
0: yeah Yeah, no absolutely it sure did i mean you know it was a time when when pc wasn't so pc when you could do some things and you know and and a A team fell right into that um it was uh, it was such a it was formulaic. I mean, every show was predictable. I mean, when we were young, I mean, it was just cool seeing all the explosions and all the stuff that they could do, and you know, kind of put together. But they uh, they certainly uh, you know, it, it, nobody died, nobody shot, as you said. You know, all the explosions, everything else, everybody got out, and no no one was hurt, and and uh, and the eighteen yeah. just rode off into the sunset after helping people, and it was really it was really really a great show. I mean, yeah. Certainly,
1: I don't I don't think heart. anyone even ever sprang, you know, like had a sprained ankle or anything like that in the A team. You know, it was just yeah, <laughs> all they, of that they, destruction and everybody was unscathed, which is yeah, kind of they, beautiful.
0: Yeah, they were totally fine, but they were bent over like like I'm, I'm for money. over <laughs> yeah. there, but they were fine. <laughs> Everyone was fine. They were, they were, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah yeah but what a, what a great show that that was certainly a certainly a great great show i, I you know it's that that kind of tv um yeah you know with in, in, today's you know you know at the time you know vcrs were just really getting mainstream so it's not like you could just like pop in a uh a movie or, or something like that compared to now when you have streaming and you have so many there's no really messy nice tv days anymore it's just you consume it when you want to whereas the daytime you got to be there you got to watch it and and that's what you did you know everybody you know had dinner cleaned up boom get to the tv to watch a team and and have a have a good night
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and as i was telling you before we started recording the a team was my first uh water cooler event in my life because the next day in school at recess that was like yeah. what we would do there'd be like 10 of us and we'd break down the a-team and everything about the episode and what we liked and what we didn't like and yeah yeah you know. for, for me i'm a yeah i'm
0: a bit older than you but uh for me it was it was the happy days you know with fonzie and everybody went nuts when you right. know we were we watching uh, the uh, the you know happy days but yeah but the a-team I had a bunch of friends that we'd all get together and we'd watch it and then we'd chat about it. And, uh, you know, so it, it nope. definitely brought people together. It was, it was, it was just great, you know. Hey, did Hannibal ever smoke a cigar on that show? I can't recall.
1: Did he um, st- actually, he had it in his mouth, but I don't know if he smoked it. <laughs> you know, I don't know if he ever actually smoked it or not, now that I think about it. just had it in his mouth and he like, pull out and put it in his mouth. You know, and of course,
0: you know, um, you know, I love it when the plan comes together. I mean, that was just fantastic, you know.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It, really? His, his, ver- obviously, even though he was kind of a dick on set, he played that character sort of so iconically oh, that even Liam Mason had a hard time when they made the movie. Yeah. In my opinion taken over for George Papard. But yeah, it sure, certainly was. I mean, he was just, he
0: was perfect. He was absolutely perfect, you know, in that in that in that role. I think they were all cast very well. Even oh, George yeah. Schultz, who 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 joined Schultz, I mean, you think about his characters that he's played in in the eighties now. Um, he played, you know, he he was here in a team and he um, he certainly played the crazy guy, right? So he yeah. was crazy and all that. And then he goes over to Star Trek Next Generation, right? And he plays yep. Barkley. Lieutenant Barkley. Like every like when you saw Star Trek, you everyone was confident and good, like rattle off with all kinds of stuff. If brought this character in, and Dwight Schultz did such a great job, just conveying you know his insecurity and and his his frailty in everything that he that he, that he tried to do, but he was a genius. But just he just he just you know was very backwards and so i you know close to dwight schultz who who brought this character on 18 you know um to life and and did such a great great job you know because you you know it's just a crazy guy it was just like you know you could you see you know, on 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 screen you know you just like small and wait for him to go you know cut loose and do something stupid and make you laugh and it was just uh, but yeah. but anyway but dwight schultz was a great actor. Well, he's a great actor. And uh, you know, um, we'll save Star Trek for another day, but you know, certainly Dwight Schultz, you know, kudos to him. But the but casting was like impeccable. You know, like you yeah. couldn't like like you said, when they did the movie, you know, they had uh you know, like Lee Leeson as uh Hannibal. Hannibal and
1: um um who who is it, Cooper? Um Bradley Cooper played, played, face? played face. Yes and there was yeah. the the little cameo of Dirk Benedict in there uh, yeah. briefly and then um Charlito Copley played Murdoch and then it was was it Rampage Jackson that played BA I can't remember now the one that played Charlito who played um who played uh, Murdoch he was
0: in he was in District 9 right correct okay 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 all right that, that's what i thought yeah, yeah. it's just Totally different, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Didn't and, so much on the tangent, but it was a great show. I mean, yeah, just a, just a great show. They just did so much, and of course, you had the underlying um, plot line, right? But yeah, all this going on, and then you had the, the military, and it was like, oh, okay, we fixed everything, and they would just come in. they were like, okay, let's go. Let's beat feet and get out of here because they're gonna, you know, the MPs are trying to trying to arrest us for for crime that they never didn't commit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was a great it was just a great great show. Great, you know. Like I said, yeah. it was so many great memories and just uh, you know for me anyway, certainly. Yeah. But but it was great. You know, I wouldn't say it was very highbrow programming. <laughs> it really was just so much fun. So yeah. so much fun.
1: And the, the most believable thing, though, about the A Team is that Mister T would own that van. <laughs> he would. He yeah, would definitely.
0: What do you even say? What do you mean Wait, look how far we got into talking about this. We need to I pity a fool. I you not know, say that. But I mean, that was that's, that's, that's the catchphrase that came out of that. I think mean, people are like you know. You know, they say it today, and they have no idea where it came from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that, van, that van is is Mr. T. He definitely went on that van. That was really, that was really, um, yeah. <laughs> that was like, yeah. You, know, you think about it, like the, the van from uh, the eighteen, right? You have know, got the car from Stetsky, much. You know, yeah. I'm sure we're going to talk about the right. We got kids from that writer. I mean, like, you know right? Oh, and generally from Kings of Hazards, of course.
1: Right. Yeah. But yeah,
0: yeah all the great cars. We, but that's one of the iconic vehicles.
1: We come from a time as kids where the iconic car was like in so, or vehicle was in so many TV shows. You mentioned Starsky oh. and Hutch, the yeah. motorcycles from Chips, yeah. uh, the van from the A Team, Kit from Knight Rider. But the Ferrari that Magnum drove, oh. uh, T.C.'s helicopter from Magnum, also because of that paint scheme, kind of iconic. Yep. But, yeah, there were just so many shows back in the day that had to have that sort of iconic vehicle.
0: You know, and, and the thing about those, those vehicles, um, I, I think, anyway, there were characters on the show as well. They were not just, you know, a prop. They were characters. Everybody knows them, you know. When um, when you saw it, you, you know that's the A team. That's the that's the band from the A team, you know. Yeah. And and really, it really it was one of the characters. It's like you know. Well, I I, I had mentioned Star Trek, but it's like the Enterprise in Star Trek. it's a character it it has a life of its own you know and it it certainly can drive the story just as just maybe not as well as some of the actors but certainly it'll drive the story and the van was always around ready to go and oh no we're in trouble and boom here comes the van you know you know get in,
1: and then they take (laughs) off (laughs) it was
0: such a great great great
1: how many times though as kids like they would be advertised in some sort of car show in your area Oh. and it would always be like you know we're going to have a general lee we're going to have the van from the a team we're mm-hmm. going to have you know this vehicle and as a kid you'd be like can we go to the car show i got to see yeah. the yeah i got to I- see the van i got to see the you know whatever it was <laughs> right exactly yeah. and when you get there and you're like i don't want to do anything else you pay to get in you get see the whatever you want to see you take a, a couple of pictures and you're
0: like okay can we go now
1: <laughs> yeah all right i don't care about all these other cars dad and, yeah. and they're like no we paid we're, we're i am gonna mean, walk uh, around you know, pal
0: yeah i know it's a little, a, little, a little earlier than that but mine was you know as i told you a uh, big batman fan so it was always a batmobile whatever the batmobile was i, I you know I had to be there but but, you know, certainly, yeah. certainly these vehicles too. You know, Kit from Night Rider. You're right. That was always, that was always around that modified Trans Am.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
0: such good um, stuff.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and segue into this next iconic vehicle. All right. Providing that I remembered the order that I put these in, and let me see if you can well, uh, remember I guess this. I we will both so. surprised. We we very well might be. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you uh, remember this theme song you remember
0: Oh, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Is
1: that Airwolf? That is Airwolf, yes. That's
0: what I thought. Yeah, that was a that was a show that was really you know had a great premise to it, you know, with this super elite, you know, helicopter that was just, you know, a prototype that was just had all kinds of capabilities in it that were just absolutely um you know just especially about tv you know when you see something like that uh, as a kid you know as you know it it was just like oh you you could do this it could do that and and it it was like whatever they were going to do they just did it and it was just such a great 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 show and the helicopter was just you know at the time you know you you saw helicopters that were kind of like your prototype type Helicopter, they all looked the same. But this one was sleek and just looked menacing and just had the arsenal to do whatever it needed to do. And it was, yeah, that, w- that was a really good show. Uh, that was another really good show.
1: Yeah, it had Jan a Michael Jan Michael Vincent, who yeah. apparently had one of Hollywood's uh, biggest cocaine issues in the history of Hollywood.
0: Wow. That I did not know. But uh, I'm not going to say it wasn't uh, <laughs> pretty prevalent. <laughs> you know, and then and then you had Ernest er, Birdline, who's, who's 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 on on the shows. Well, when he was around for how long? I mean, yeah, I remember watching um I mean, of um was it PT One Hundred and Nine or yeah, I don't feel like i ever really saw that show. He's a he's a he's he, 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 he was a captain of a, a small ship <laughs> something yeah, like that. Yeah, but yeah, Ernest Birdline, he was great character. Oh, and and he was in a uh, escape uh, from New York too. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. 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 Had, yeah. And, he was, yeah. But
0: this was, I mean, this was great, you know?
1: Yeah. It wasn't Airwolf. I believe the last season and it's where it ended up got, it got canceled. Um. Didn't they, I believe they had somebody replace Jan Michael Vincent? It was a new character. And the idea was that like, jan michael vincent's character was kidnapped and this new guy took over and yeah yeah i mean you know i, I guess
0: if you want to call it maybe that was a jump the shark moment or that kind of went um yeah we're we, we need to live some stuff up or as you said maybe jan michael vincent was just being common become unruly and uh maybe they just needed to move on from him but you know but it's it's certainly um you know a um yeah, it was a great show, and and it did a lot of things. And and then at that time, we were still in the middle of the Cold War, so you had you know you, these kind of premises with these type um, of vehicles, and uh, and and the premise of them going on covert missions and 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 doing things like that was you know was pretty realistic mm-hmm. because we were you know Americans were doing that all around the world, uh, you know, you know, trying to keep. uh, American uh, interests safe. And, uh, you know, and this was one of those things uh, that, that, that you could believe that this could be, be be happening, you know, you don't know what the military had. And, you know, certainly Airwolf certainly played into into that. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until the late, late 80s until, you know, um, that the Cold War ended. So, but it was, you know, yeah. great, great stuff. I mean, Again, it was, it was you know, I don't know what kind of budget they had or whatever, but they certainly did a great job with with what they had and, you know, and using camera angles and, and all that just to make sure, make it, I'm sure they've used a lot of stock footage, <laughs> you yeah. know, of flying and so, but it was, it was a great performance. it was a great show. Um, you know, I think like you said, it kind of uh, lost its muster towards the end and then they try to Recast and and try to you know bring you know bring life into the into the show, but you now Airwolf was good. Um, what's the name? Um, Airwolf was the Blue,
1: Blue Thunder.
0: Blue Thunder.
1: Yes, it had um, uh, what's his face from Jaws? Yes, yes, uh, Royce yes. rider Yep, Royce uh, rider But the TV show. Uh, the roy schreider character if i'm not mistaken was recast because blue thunder was yeah. originally a the movie and i think right. his character was played by a different actor yeah um, on the tv yeah. show and that was it even was. shorter lived than airwolf
0: yeah oh yeah yeah so yeah but it was about the the, the you know that you know that helicopter that was just state-of-the-art you know uh, you know beyond uh well above well beyond the, the capabilities we would think today at the time but it was it was yeah but it was all good this was all all good stuff um
1: yeah, yeah. Of, course, I- of course today an apache would be like 10 miles away and be like oh hey there's airwolf and then it'd be over but <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah you, would, you, would, you know that's the problem with, with these smart weapons you know today you, 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 want to, you don't know you have no idea who's who's uh, taking you out, you know. Like at that, you know, so today or back back popping the day You had to get pretty close. You say, "Oh, there's somebody," and then they would take you out. Now you don't even know, and all of a sudden, boom, you're gone. You know, you don't even know. You get a drone flying, and that's it. But yeah, but it was it was a, it was a good it was, a good, I, I, it was a good show. I, I liked it. Um, it certainly had been, um, it had been, uh, like I said, a cold word feel it had you know i mean we were that far away from the vietnam war um yep you know i vaguely remember the vietnam war on tv growing up you know it was it was you know the vietnam war was what the first tv war you know every night you would see and everything else and and certainly so it certainly had you know plenty of plenty of people that you know were in that 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 were watching the show and you know, yeah. And they, they could they could certainly relate relate to the you know the premise. Yeah, well stuff. that was
1: that was a, such a huge theme in eighties sort of action adventure type TV shows, is because it was still so close to the Vietnam War that most of these mm-hmm. guys were Vietnam veterans. You know, that was always some sort of yep. you know a part of their character. Which you know makes perfect sense. Movies that were made in the '50s or TV shows, people were generally World War II veterans. And, yeah, you know, the late six or early '60s, they were neither World War II or Korean War veterans. Really? So yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and nowadays they're Iraqi Freedom Afghanistan veterans. So right, right, yeah,
0: yeah, and and and, and you know, this comes at a time in our country where. Well, if you recall, I mean, yeah, I remember when, when we tried, you know, in the late 70s, when we tried to rescue the hostages in Iran, you know, the the, um, the morale of the country at that time was pretty low. You yeah. Know? But then, you know, um, Reagan came in, and he really instilled a, a, a national pride back into being an American. Um, and we kind of got ourselves, you know, we became certainly more, um, we, we became stronger as a nation, and we kind of grew. And and out of that, out of that sentiment, was the genesis of some of these these uh, these BBC. shows. Yep, yeah, yeah. a- team and, and and you know. And so it was yeah, was it, it was a it was by the time that they you probably wouldn't, you, you, if we told anybody about what happened, they probably wouldn't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so that, yeah this
0: that went on but yeah but no but airwolf was a good show it was i think it was ahead of its time only ran for four years but you know it just you know something's just fake and something take root and go and some some this one kind of um lost its luster there a little bit and You know, and then in the middle of the 80s, you know, we're talking TV shows, you know, then you had, um, you know, Miami Vice and the cool cars and the cool dressing and, you know, things like that kind of shifted away from that. But certainly, you know, it was a great, great,
1: great Uh, show. Yeah, like an example of a show that started out incredibly, incredibly hot and then fizzled pretty fast is what was it? The Greatest American Hero, you know? Oh, Uh, I know. Yeah. That first that season a- of that show was just fire. It destroyed everything. And then I think it only lasted two seasons because it was like the first season everyone loved it. The second season everyone's like, Yeah, we've seen it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you he gotta have some creative writing there. You gotta do different things. Like, you know, he you know, he was just bumbling his way through the through the uh, through the with the suit on, you know, and trying to figure your powers out and you know, you only can do so much, you know, sooner or later you gotta do something. But yeah. Yep. You um, gotta
1: figure the suit out and know how to work the powers. And I think that's yeah. sort of where it lost its luster because people were like, shouldn't he know how to do some of this stuff by now? Yeah. Shouldn't he figure this out? Even if you come by accident. Oh, yes. Okay, that's what that does.
0: You know. But yeah, yeah but it was it was a great a great theme song, you know? Yep. Fantastic theme song. Everybody can, you know, you probably can hum it and everything else. But it was a that was that was another great show. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: very, very good shows, very good shows. Yeah, but you right. It, it It actually lasted uh, it, it actually lasted three seasons, 45 episodes.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. see, that shows you my dad, obviously, because at the time dads controlled the TV. Yeah, I'm sure you were aware. I'm sure you also were your dad's remote control at some point in your life. Yeah, we
0: were on the remote control. Hey, turn that up.
1: yeah i need you yeah i need you to go turn that channel okay dad yeah
0: yeah yeah so and and for the people listening that means turning the dial (laughs) yeah so what i would do is you know if that happened i'd go upstairs and i had a small portable black and white tv with brown ears try to get a local station and i could watch you know anything that came there wasn't great quality but it was was something
1: yeah (laughs) uh, yeah no i when I was a kid, you know, seventh, eighth grade, uh, the guy that I hung out with the most, he had a little black and white TV and his stepdad was going through some boxes or something. And he was like, Oh, Hey, this old gen one VCR from like 77 or something. He was like, you know, Hey, do you want this? And he was like, yeah. Cause we thought we were just, you know, the coolest deal because we could watch movies on VCR in his room on his black and white TV. <laughs> the only issue was, the audio was messed up, and so with every movie you watched, they sounded like chipmunks.
0: <laughs> Sounds like the audio track uh, on the on the tape is uh, a little faster.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you've you have never lived until you have watched Cheech and Chongs up in smoke, and they sound like oh, chipmunks. <laughs> Let me tell that you, it's hilarious. That is hilarious. Yeah, that's uh, it's one of my There's, fondest
0: memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are the original stoners. <laughs>
1: yes yes the original the og <laughs> yeah yeah that's how we i
0: mean uh you know um listen to them on on we used to put out records of the car of, of them doing skits and characters and everything else and hilarious those guys are those guys are, are are classic they're just awesome but yeah but they're yeah, the I, origin stoners
1: i still remember their uh parody to roto rooter um, that same uh, that same friend, his stepdad also gave, uh, let him listen to whatever records he had in his record collection, and he had a bunch of comedy records. So we were listening to a lot of Cheech and Chong. So the old uh, Roto Rooter parody is still permanently stuck in my my noggin. I can't tell you what twenty times fifteen is, but I can sing. You know. sure. Peter Rooter, that's the name. You just flush your troubles down the drain. Rotten Peter, <laughs> rotten Peter. I think there was, I think
0: that on one of the records, if I can recall, there was a, a character called Sister Mary Elephant or something, and she yeah. would be like yelling, like telling them to, you kind of know, class, class, and then she was like, class, and, and everybody was, you know, thank you. And it was, it was just a skit that they did on one of the records. It was absolutely hilarious. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah. hilarious on that stuff.
1: And uh, this just popped in my head. Of course, there was the Cannonball Run movies that I know, oh. TV shows. But once again, those were considered, you know, like good family films back in the day. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, who is who is uh who is the female in that in those Cannonball Run? Um, who would, who would show her
1: her assets? Oh. There was an Aaron Gray, I think, was in one of them. I think Farrah Fawcett was in one of them. Yeah, but who was who was the one? Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, they'd get pulled over in the Lambo, and they'd always, you know, zip down their jumpsuit for the cleavage to get out of the right. ticket.
0: I, I mean, yeah, I remember one time a female officer walked out, and they were like screwed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. She's, uh, it Was it Adrian Do you know what? It might have mm-hmm. been. Yeah, it could have been her. I yeah, I I, I, you might I, be right. The scene where she's looking over the phone and she goes, Don't worry, I got this. And she
0: zips down the front of her, her uh her skin tight like suit that she had on. And then she's like yeah hello officer and then there was a woman there and it was like uh oh. <laughs>
1: and and then like, license and registration please and she's like okay <laughs> <laughs> but
0: those are oh those are oh those are awesome funny 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 movies you know just just you know you know all the characters they're in those and everything else how oh, we, we can talk about movies all around i mean death race and all those other type of movies yeah. yeah but but those for some reason the car movies really cut on there at that time between, oh yeah spoken of stroke Stroker Ace. i mean all these kind of movies that were just out. Talk the TV so, you know, talking about tv shows but but yeah you know all kinds of great stuff
1: yeah yeah time. well speaking of tv shows i'm gonna segue us okay I, I try to my transitions are usually my transition game is usually a little better than that, but you know. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, I am pulling you off on the tangent. <laughs> <pulling you> about.
1: <laughs> so here goes. Let's see what uh, what this one is.
0: Oh, come on. <laughs>
1: shadowy flight into the dangerous
0: world of a man
1: who does not exist
0: yeah i mean that's i mean that's just a classic classic theme uh knight rider i mean such a classic classic show with the you know kit the ai car you know ahead of its time again sort of like we were talking with airwolf Like at that time, it was just a fantastical type, you know, taking some, um, you know, basic uh, vehicle and then, you know, making it so much larger than life with Kit, who can, who's the AI. And then Michael Ryder, played by the Hoff, David Hasselhoff. um, Yeah. Michael Knight, that is. Michael uh, Knight, yeah. Yeah, Michael Knight. And he, uh, he... uh, you know in the in the first episode i remember i was i was kind of watching it i was kind of taken back a little bit you know as a kid because you know the character that played michael oh, the, the, this character he was he was a police officer and he was injured and he was severely injured and they had to like do plastic surgery and bring him back to life and then they put him and then then the new actor was david hasselhoff who played right. the, the reconstructed guy uh michael knight and and you know who didn't exist who didn't have a past and who can work outside the law um to uh to right the wrongs and you know he had his car you know kit who had who was his best friend at the time and partner you know and they're and they're you know at this time the <laughs> kit was kit was a character we were talking about characters of vehicles you know i mean oh yeah <laughs> kit, kit was absolutely uh you know you know, a, a major, major character in that in that show. It just wasn't something you just jumped in and took off. I mean, Kit would come and save the day, and you know, pull up, you know, get in, Michael, and let's go. And you know, and of yep. course that that kind of like Cylon from Battlestar Galactica with the with the light going back and forth in the in the front of the car. You know.
1: Yeah, and even the the sound was similar, but I think it's because yeah. the the same guy I think created both shows. I think it was that Larson guy. Oh, okay there were so many shows in the late 70s and the early 80s that he was responsible for it's it is crazy
0: yeah yeah i mean once they get yeah it was glenn glenn larson um the, the, you know it was just like you know like all those shows um you know in you know in the late 60s and early uh 70s you know that 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 i forget who was it um uh, I forget the producer, but he, he would always produce those. But anyway, but yeah, but they were all similar. They probably took, hey, you know what? Maybe that sound on Battlestar Galactic, yeah, we're going to reuse it here. You know, we yeah. don't have to pick, you know, you, they were practically always trying to find uh, ways to save money, and it was just, uh, you know, I'm sure they did that. But but it was funny because uh, Kit was just, I mean, everybody wanted a Kit. Everybody wanted a, you know, drive Kit, and uh, yep. of course, Michael Knight was the guy, and, you know, again, it was sort of it had a feel of a team, you know, where, you know, you know, they he, Michael Knight rides into town. He finds out there's a problem or maybe he was told about it. Um, I think the um, uh, the one character that was on the show who was kind of, you know, move, you know, helping him. Oh, what was the guy's name?
1: He yeah, was, he was he was the dude from the, the night Devin. thing. Devin. Yeah, because they always had the semi truck that he would pull into. And one yeah. time the mechanic was i believe her name was April, but then she was replaced by someone else. And then April came back later. And yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was, yeah,
0: quite, quite, quite interesting, but they would always like, they, he would give them like mission, not missions, but things to do to help somebody yeah. or to right a wrong. And then he would go in, he would, he would take care of things and, and, you know, escape with his, you know, <laughs> without any injury. And, and, uh and then, uh, and then uh, drive off into the sunset, you know, with, with Kit, you know.
1: Yeah. And, and down. the other thing that Knight Rider did, it was sort of a, uh, I guess, precursor to Data and Lore, because there was Kit and Carr. Oh, yeah. As you I remember, Car was the evil Kit.
0: Yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. That was. Yeah. But you're right. And Data and Lore from, you know, in Star Trek or Next Generation. Yeah. So that was. It was neat. And and of course, you know, um it, it was such a such a great, great, great premise on the on the on the on the show. It was a great, it, you know, it was formulatic. You know, you could tell everything that's going to happen. And um yeah. it, was, it was such a great it was. But it was still but you still watched it. It was like the A-Team, you know, you still wanted to watch it. And I think they were both produced or at least they aired both on NBC at the yeah. time. So. So you know, so you know, NBC must have liked that. Whoever was running the 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 studio at the time, you know, liked that kind of show. Felt that that was part of their uh, DNA as far as what they wanted to produce and 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 portray. You know, Chips was there. Yep. I think that was on NBC as well. So yeah, so they were all in that kind of same same uh, time, uh, kind of mindset. But it was it was a great great show. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, and, and um, see and of course- Dukes of Hazard was CBS, but then they also had like the Dukes of Hazard universe because BJ and the Bear took place in the same universe as <laughs> uh Dukes of Hazard did. And then yeah. there was uh what was it? Sheriff was it Sheriff Lobo? because uh, originally I think that dude was on um, started out on Dukes of Hazard, did he not?
0: I thought uh, it was Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane. Well, it was uh,
1: Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane, but I think was, in like the first few episodes, it was like a different sheriff, and Roscoe got promoted. Maybe I'm wrong, because there was the dude that was always chasing after B.J. and the bear. Which, yes. Was that not a chimp? Yeah, he
0: was, he, uh, he was a chimp.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was well, definitely a chimp. I said that, and then I was thinking, well, no, wait a minute. Am I confusing B.J. and the bear with uh, Clyde?
0: In, oh from uh, fido um, Beto. <laughs> yeah right turn clyde
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> sometimes they morph into like this super 80s you know mashup of programming <laughs> yeah but it was you know
0: all, all, all these shows i mean they're very very similar very very similar look and feel to them where today, you know, you 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 go from one show to another, and you know the the color palette's different, you know the tone is different. I mean, you could, you know, but back in back then, you know, they, you know, um, it was a lot of a lot of the same kind of look and feel to everything. But but certainly, you know, BJ and the Bear was like you said came from um, you you know from Dukes of Hazard, so it was kind of like in that same universe, so it had that same feel. But but uh, but yeah, Knight Rider was just, I mean. I, I mean, I, I think everybody wanted it. W- would would be must see TV as well. NBC had a lot of must see TV. I mean, we're they talking did. about TV shows.
1: We're talking it about did.
0: TV shows. Like, remember Thursday nights were always the comedy shows.
1: Yeah, because there was Cheers, Cosby, Night uh, Court, Night which is my favorite. Yeah, and
0: then, and and, uh, and 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 all that. But NBC really had a very—I uh, wouldn't say they monopolized it, but they certainly did did have a lot of great shows you, you were sticking to NBC quite a bit. Oh
1: Certainly yeah. 80s. Yeah.
0: You know, they did a yeah. really good job with that, but you know, uh, I would flip over to ABC for Battlestar Galactica, but you know, over to NBC for just about everything else. And and CBS yeah. seemed to be, um, it wasn't so hip at the time. Now CBS has been pretty, pretty good with, with their television programming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, my favorite sitcom of all time is late seventies, early eighties, and that would be WKRP in Cincinnati.
0: Oh yes, the turkey drop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I love every one of those, but yeah, the, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly, <laughs> and, and Les Nesman, and they came out, and it was like they organized. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, um, who, who was the, um, um, was it Pamela Anderson? No, 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 it? that Lonnie was Lonnie Anderson. Anderson. Lonnie. It was
1: an Anderson. It was just Pamela's mom, Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, she became uh, a major,
0: major, you know, um, sex symbol, I guess at the time, I mean, you know, she, I mean, you know, but K will in Cincinnati. I mean, that, that theme song is great. Everything is, is great. That that has, Night Court has a special place for me. I just, I just really like that. Really, really like Night Court. Uh, Have you watched but, the new one? Um, I, I didn't. Um, I, I was going to, and then I saw some of the, some of the, um, reviews, and they weren't so kind. So I don't know what happened there, but, um, you know, it seems like a good. And, and John Larroquette is just like, he's just gold. I mean, he's just, yeah. you know, you know, as Dan Fielding. I mean, he was just like, uh, you know, he, he was so he was so sleazy and you know he tried to be debonair but he was just you know so sleazy
1: <laughs> well yeah that's that's like another thing we grew up with you know with a television show where one of the main characters frequently talked about using uh prostitutes <laughs> you know, or whatever and that wouldn't yeah. fly in a today's show that was considered a family programming you know what i mean <laughs> right 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 and 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 harry anderson you know
0: god rest his soul it's just Taken too, yeah. you know, too soon from us. I mean, he was such a great quirky, quirky character. I know we're kind of going off on a tangent here from my writer, but but Dan Fielding was my NN and, and bull, you know. Yeah. It was all. <laughs> it
1: was yeah, all people forget, or I don't know if they forget, but um remember when they came out with the Highlander TV show that had Duncan McLeod instead of Connor McLeod? Yeah. So in the in the first premiere, the the version in the TV show that was supposed to be the Kurgan from the movie was played by uh, the actor that played bull in night court. One Uh, of those odd random facts that I know,
0: (laughs) you know, and, and uh, Richard mall.
1: Yes. He was the guy who played
0: the character, right? He, he also played the bad guy. If you remember, there's an old movie. Do you remember um, the sword and the sorcerer? Yeah and you know with the slide sword that would shoot out he played the he played the major the 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 big bad in that uh uh in that in that movie because he's just such a big guy but yeah so many characters but it was just you know but yeah that that's a whole nother thing i you know love those fantasies fantasy movies of the you know late 70s early 80s they were all great but richard mole was in that too and 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 night court was just a i don't know for me it was a it was a it was a gem but and yours was again what what did you oh krz
1: wkrp Uh, in cincinnati wkrp
0: in cincinnati yeah that was just you know with the disc jockey and i mean it was just again i don't know if you could do a show like that i think of i think of those shows you know like you know could you even do a show like that anymore it's just yeah uh, i guess you could it would just have
1: to be you know well the problem now is all radio stations it's or a good chunk of them it's just someone goes in in the morning and pushes a button and then everything's programmed for the day so it wouldn't be quite as funny
0: yeah true because nobody <laughs> nobody is sitting there you know doing the night the night shift you know pushing you know putting stuff on and you know and talking to people out there and having a having a good time i mean
1: yeah part of no. what made wkrp so i think spot on was that the guy that was the showrunner and the creator of the show had actually been a radio DJ and he had spent 15 years moving around and every character was based on someone that he worked with at some point in his career. There was legitimately a guy that was a Dr. Johnny fever that um, the, the radio station had two separate radio stations. There was like a country and a rock And his, Mm -hmm. he had a coffee mug that he would write his name for that particular, his dj name for whichever station on whichever coffee mug and that was one of the things about uh dr johnny fever is he would go and this is and then he turned and look at his coffee mug dr johnny fever <laughs> you know so they were all based on actual people that he had uh, you know, worked with at it. some point i
0: did not know that i mean i i i couldn't remember i didn't know that that that's how you how he how he figured it out but, but, but that, yeah, I, I thought that, you know, somebody just made it up, but well, somebody did make it up, but I mean, like maybe the, maybe the actors were in there and talking to, you know, the director and they were saying, Hey, we, you know, here's, here's what, you know, Johnny fever should do. Should he look at the mug? and No, but I didn't realize that it was actual based. On
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's to me makes it even funnier as somewhere exactly there was a real live version of Les Nesman. Wow. There was a real live herb Tarlick, you know, yeah, you you know it it's
0: like you know, uh, oh. you, know you can't make this stuff up, you know, <laughs> you just can't yeah. make it up
1: it's well, it's- I think that's why the characters were so like believable or whatever is because even though they were all quirky, they were based on actual people, <laughs> so
0: <you know>. yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but it mean, made it made it made it that much funnier. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that. And, and then, you know, like you said, less than and, and <laughs> the bow reporter, who's the straight guy, you know, trying to, he's like, you know, trying to be the real journalist or whatever. And,
1: you know, everybody's yeah. like, go oh, on, come on, don't worry about it. Nobody cares about your, that you're a Buckeye award winning journalist. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, or the hog report. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's it's like you know what I'll tell you what this discussion here is just it's like it's firing brain cells that I haven't uh, haven't used or or, or ha- haven't been uh, accessed in quite a long time. It's just all coming back to me now. Just that yeah, discussions. You know, it's just it's just hilarious. But yeah, yeah, we're
1: we're gonna get off here, and tomorrow you're gonna be like, I wonder if I can find WKRP on a streaming service. I wonder if I, I, I can you- find Airwolf. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'll tell you which one that I really like. I did like BJ
0: and the Bear. We were talking about BJ and the Bear before. I, you know, I always liked that. And then theme song was always good. I don't know. The truck driver thing, you know, you remember Convoy and Smoking oh, the Bandit yeah. and all those. And then BJ and the Bear was the kind of you know, G rated TV one, and you know, it was it was really good. What was the one with the the chip with Clint Eastwood? It wasn't every which way but loose, was it?
1: Yeah, it was Every Which Way But Loose and Any Which Way You Can. Okay, all right. Yeah, and that, that was
0: with Clyde, you know. And he yeah. he, he was like, uh, right turn, Clyde, and Clyde would take his his right hand and punch whoever was right there. And you know, usually he was a police officer or a sheriff.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and nobody could strip a car quite like Clyde could. Nope, no, no. no. <laughs> Hopefully
0: people know who Clyde is. Yeah. If orangutan. you
1: don't. <laughs> yeah, go uh, go to YouTube and just put in right turn Clyde and you you will see what we are talking about. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Go go check it out. It was hilarious. That that was you know you know the uh, the the late seventies and early eighties. You know that's when HBO really started to take off, and you yep. could watch these movies. You know, from from your home. You know, now it's like you know movies don't even go to the theater; they go right to streaming, and you just watch it at home. But, you know, at the time, you know, you paid the premium and you could watch, you could watch the movies you know, looking in the TV guide. That is first, you don't get to search right, the right. Internet. <laughs> it's like, OK, you know, Star Wars is coming on. OK, let's we got to watch it at eight, you know. And,
1: yep. <laughs> and you-, you know, another good thing back in the day was, you know, like a Friday night or something. And it'd be like midnight. So you could stick like a blank VHS tape in on HBO and hit record And then the Mm. next day, it was like, what did I record overnight? Let's find out. (laughs) Uh, Spin the wheel. Yeah.
0: What we get next?
1: Yeah, Yeah. HBO is why I saw the Blues Brothers probably entirely too early. (laughs) Um, I I don't think second graders should be watching the Blues Brothers. Um, No. But I was at a a friend of mine, a classmate of mine. I don't know how old he was turning, but all of the boys from our grade stayed over at his house that night and you know i lived on a military base so it was it was sort of different than the normal world and there was probably a good 20 of us there and for whatever reason i couldn't fall asleep and it was like two in the morning and the blues brothers came on and i watched it and i remember thinking this is the funniest damn movie i've ever seen yeah and then, yeah. like the next day, my dad was like, "Why are you so tired?" And I was like, "I stayed up too late watching a movie." And he was like, "What movie did you watch?" And I was like, "The Blues Brothers." My dad sort of turned and looked at me, and he was like, "Really? What did you think?" And I'm like, "It was <laughs> hilarious." And he's like, "Yeah, let's not tell your mom you watch that." Then <laughs> yeah. he patsy on the head. Good boy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good boy. <laughs> he's like,
1: yeah, that was uh, that was good times. I also. The other, I don't know if I told my dad this. I don't even know if you might remember this movie. The movie that came on after the Blues Brothers was the Dan Aykroyd hit, Dr. Detroit. Oh,
0: I, I, I know I've seen it, but I can't remember it. I, I can I Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do remember that movie. I do remember the movie, but and I've seen it, but. You probably uh, haven't seen it since the 80s. No,
1: I haven't. I haven't. Was he a was he a pimp? Yeah, it was like a college professor that became a pimp on the side. That's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it
0: was. I mean, there were so many, so many great movies. You know, you know. Well, Dan Aykroyd, if you bring that up? Remember Trading Places with Eddie Murphy? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> that was, you know, uh, they, you know, they bet where they could take somebody off the street and make them like a like a a a, a, a stock stockbroker, and then take a stockbroker and, and drag them that And they did it all for a dollar. The Brothers. Yep. I think it was set in Philadelphia. They were betting on futures of, I, I don't know if it was oranges. Or just, I, anyway,
1: but it was something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was like, it was New York because in um, oh, Coming maybe. to America, there is that little thing where um, Prince whatever, Eddie Murphy's character gave them. Uh, the bag of money and it was the two dudes from trading spaces. And they're like, we're back in business. (laughs) (laughs) You're
0: right. You're right. It was the brothers. Yeah. One guy named Mortimer or something. I don't forget. Yeah. but Yeah. Hilarious movies. Again, movies that you could, do. I mean, you know, coming to America, you know, um, you know, with, with Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall, um, those, that movie, you know, I mean, they, they just were like running with stereotypes that, you know, people would find offensive now. Um, you know, oh, I don't know, yeah. but, but they were, but, but at the time it was all like, they were making fun of themselves. They were making fun of everybody, you know, I mean, just like the Mill Brooks movies, you know, Yeah, they made fun of everybody. Oh you know?
1: yeah. You know, yeah. if you're a
0: Catholic, if you're Jewish, if you're black, Hispanic, white, it didn't matter. Everybody was, everybody was made fun of and everybody got the joke, you know, they and were had a good time with
1: it. Equal opportunity offenders back then. <laughs> yeah,
0: But, but, uh, but well, like, this
1: is kind of a funny story talking about sort of the difference between now and what were kind of considered even sort of light family movies i'm sure you remember the classic police academy oh yes so my sister's kids are all um her oldest and my youngest have a nine and a half year age gap so (laughs) last summer my sister was like hey let's watch a movie together and um my sister and her husband have been having the kids watch movies from the eighties. and so they were like, Oh, Hey, let's watch police Academy. So my sister's watching this movie. And of course there's the part at the end where Lassard is giving the speech and there's the prostitute that's in the, uh, what is it? The dais or whatever, you know, <laughs> where he's giving the speech from she's underneath and they see the, the, him make that face and her kids are like, what's going on there. <laughs> and my sister's like oh god i didn't remember this scene and uh her one son it's like 12 and he's like i could be mistaken but i think she's putting his wiener in her mouth or his wiener in her mouth <laughs> and my sister goes oh god no uh,
0: yeah i mean those were the kind of that, that was the kind of that was the kind of humor then i mean you know it just it was you know, I mean, again, they made fun of everything. They made fun of everybody and they, yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and it was just hilarious. And it was, it was just no, I wouldn't say no holds barred, but certainly it was, it was a lot more raunchier
1: than it is today. <laughs> yeah. And that that's why our, not only were we, you know, left to our own devices by our parents a lot of the time, mm-hmm. we also watched things that were considered wholesome family films that were in fact. Probably not wholesome family.
0: <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. We could we could we could do a whole we could do a whole episode on just those those
1: kind oh. of films those eighties films. Gee. Oh yeah, Jeez. definitely for yeah. sure. And well, I'm going to move on. Oh yeah, Porkies, don't get me going on Porkies. <laughs> yes, yeah, okay. Was... Yeah, let's move
0: on. I'm sidetracking I, you again. I, yeah,
1: I could I could do a doctoral thesis on the Porkies films. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm going to transition and I'm going to play this one more theme song cuz we did we have briefly mentioned um some of the characters and by characters I mean vehicles okay. from this particular show. So here we go.
0: Probably the best looking guy in television at the time playing Magnum P.I., uh, Tom Selleck. You yeah. know, you know, I, you know, I heard a story many years later, and, and this is all I can think of. You do realize he was the first choice to play Indiana Jones.
1: Yeah, and CBS wouldn't let him out of it, wouldn't rearrange yeah. filming so he could film the movie. So they went with Harrison right. Ford.
0: They went with Harrison Ford, but uh, Tom Selleck. You know, I mean, uh, what a what a great looking man. You know what I mean? He was just like every, you know, he had the car, you know, wore the the uh, Detroit Tigers hat. You know, he was just cool. And of course, he had the the car, you know, the car and Ferrari. He had had the Ferrari and he was doing like all the cool, you know, the, you know, private investigation stuff in Hawaii. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah, let's take a good looking guy with a great looking car. Right. And put him in Hawaii and let's do a show on that. I'm sure Tom Selleck is. Wait, I'm the we're filming filming on location in Hawaii. Yeah, I'm going.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. That sounds awful. I don't know if I want to take that role. And then also their their workaround for it being islands was TC having the helicopter and doing the yeah. helicopter tours. So anytime, oh hey, we got to jump over to this other island. Oh wow, I guess if only I knew somebody that had a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was but, yeah. My my wife and I have uh, such fond memories of Magnum PI that when we when we got our uh, great dane, name, uh, we named him Higgins so we could call nice. him Higgy baby. Nice, nice. So uh, we oh, so you really like Magnum PI, huh? <laughs> we just well, really I like Higgins. Oh. I just sort of <laughs> like that character, and um. Uh, we were we're friends with the with the breeders and they were like, "Oh, mm-hmm. hey, we'll give you friends price." And we were like, uh, and then they told us friends price when he was a day old and we were like, "Okay, we'll get him." They also gave us pick of the litter, so he's uh, literally never had a different name. He's been called Higgins from uh, day awesome. 2 of his life. And yeah. uh you know, and we that's wanted funny. to call him Higgy baby. <laughs> well,
0: I, I, you know, we were talking before we got on about dogs and both you and I, we just name our, 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 our dogs after, uh, characters, uh, you know, from, uh, from TV shows. And, and I told you my, my dog, my golden retriever, her name is Amelia pond or Amelia Rose. And she's named after Amy pond and Rose Tyler from, from Dr. Who. So, you know, yeah. you know, we, 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 we kind of take these names and we kind of make them, uh, make them in our daily lives with our, our pets and things we do but yeah yeah but i mean like who who didn't want to be who didn't want to be uh thomas magnum you know what i mean like right. he was just so cool he was he was like the james bond on tv maybe didn't have the gadgets but he had like the charisma and you know always getting the ladies and you know all that stuff you know i mean it was just great you know it was just great yeah. good stuff and of course he's like you know then he's trying to do um you know he's trying to solve solve cases and you know and and, uh, yeah. and of course, Tom Selleck was, you know, he, he Tom Selleck was from uh, from Detroit area or Michigan, and and the reason why he wore the, the Detroit Tigers hat is because he was a Detroit, he was fan. you know the big fan of the Tigers, you know. He yeah. Also played yeah. Mr. Baseball, if you remember that movie, I think that was in the eighties. I think I
1: do. And then he did a Saget thing. He did a couple cowboy type movies. Yeah, he did. He did. Mr.
0: Baseball was where he was like a it was an aging ball player who decides to take more money in Japan and goes to Japan. Yes. I remember that
1: now. Yes. Yeah.
0: that That's a, that's a classic, but Tom, Tom, Tom Selleck. I mean, he's playing blue. Uh, you know, I think he's playing the, uh, you know, the, the, the main character in blue bloods.
1: Yeah. Um, and, yeah. He you know, is. He's like the, chief of police for new york city or something like that And it's a family
0: it's a family you know of of cops and it's just great and he's just such a fantastic actor you know and the mustache is just absolutely classic i mean come on yeah yeah and what was
1: that he did a movie in the 80s too where it was kind of it was a cop movie and it was kind of futuristic oh was that the one with gene simmons in it it may have been yes and they had those guns that had like smart bullets yeah and, Why do I remember all of this about the movie, but I can't remember the name?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it was like, yeah, and Gene Simmons had these, like, I don't know, like these killer robots or spiders or something. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I, I, okay. So just so you know, I'm, I'm Googling it now.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to IMDB it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go into it. I'm going to have to go into it because this is just, like, crazy. Uh, I got I to got, I find it because I'm going crazy here.
1: Yeah, well, while you're doing that, I'll just go ahead and throw in that our other dog is also named from a television program because her oh, name nice. is Khaleesi. Nice.
0: <laughs> Khaleesi
1: from Game of Thrones. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, nice.
0: What, what, well, maybe he wasn't in it.
1: It actually fits because she's tiny. And, you know, she weighs like 25 pounds, and Higgins is 135 pounds. And she actually slaps him around when he <laughs> gets <laughs> a little too rampunctious. <laughs>
0: is that a runaway yes that was it it was runaway it was called runaway and gene simmons was in it he was he was the big bad yes gene simmons from kiss so everybody yeah, knows. yeah <laughs> that gene simmons you know so so you know and then you know what he was in three men and a little lady or three men and a baby yep that was yeah. such a and 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 here's a tie back to that that was directed by leonard nimoy Yes, I remember that now. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. that you mentioned that, yeah, yeah, I remember watching, and I, I, I went to the movies and I saw the movie. You know, and it was a really fun movie. It was just, it was just great. You know, I mean, but, but again, Tom, Tom Selleck, what a great actor, great. He, you know, he, you know, yeah, Magnum yeah. was his, his start, really his start. Could have been Indiana Jones, but you know, he certainly, had, you know, carved himself a great, great career and played uh, great, great characters. And Magnum, Magnum PI was one of those classic uh, 80 shows that everybody knew, you know, yeah, the, Hawaiian yeah. shirt, the, the Detroit Tigers hat, you know, and then, you know, driving the the Ferrari, you know, in Hawaii, yep. like, like, uh, what a, what a, what a, what
1: a bad job. <laughs> what a horrible job. <laughs> right. yeah. I know it had to have just been awful. Well, I'm going to go yeah. in one last theme song here. Oh, and God. it also had a vehicle that was sort of uh, for this particular show, uh, kind of, It was not iconic on the par with all of the other ones, but it was definitely a character of this particular show. And as soon as it starts, you will probably know. um, I mean, microseconds in, you're going to know exactly what this is. I'm not even going to try to act like you're not going to figure it out. You will know. (laughs) (laughs) So, So here goes. Well, I'm not the kind kiss and tell but i've been seen with farah i've never been with anything less than a nine. so fine i've been on fire with solid field gone fast with a girl named bowen but somehow they just don't
0: end up as mine oh my god i i know the song i know who's in it the fall um, guy lee, the fall guy but it was lee majors
1: it was lee majors yeah guy formerly yeah, the I mean, bionic the six million dollar man and he actually yeah. sang that theme song oh did he yeah you know what
0: it's, it certainly sounds like him. i knew i was like i it was on the tip of my tongue but i knew who was in it i knew what it was about it was about you know a stunt you know it was a, a stunt guy you know and 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 I, I knew it was lee majors i knew it was a stunt guy and i was like yeah but that was that was another great show i mean yeah some of these some some of these premises of these of these shows really were
1: you know Quite, quite, um, quite interesting. That that's for yeah. sure. Stuntman slash bounty hunter. In yeah, his vehicle yeah. was that. Uh, uh, was the Chevy Silverado. Uh, was you know yeah. like a 1981 or something Chevy yeah. Silverado.
0: Yeah, those again, again, you you know, you think of the vehicles, you know, tied with. I mean, he had a pair. the, You know, the the main, you know, hero of the story with 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 some type of. Uh, you know certainly some type of vehicle and and that that, that seemed to be the theme throughout the 80s as you like you said And it really really just uh really resonated with people everybody wanted to do you know um you know the hero to the car you know that's what it is you know batman batmobile you know michael knight yeah yeah you know, it, you know uh, mr t fantastic. or b.a Baracus, okay, okay. and um
1: yeah but i'm trying to think of who the the female actress was that's in there i'm i am and uh the Fall okay. Guy right now. Uh, oh, no, I, I had it right. I was thinking that it was Heather Thomas. It was Heather Thomas. Yeah. And yeah. wasn't she also in T.J. Hooker with yes. uh, Bill Shatner? Yep.
0: yep, Yeah, she was in that too. Yeah,
1: another another show from the 80s that's kind of iconic. So this could almost be a series. <laughs> yeah, you could probably do. We could probably go year by year in the 80s and pick out iconic
0: um shows you know from you know uh sitcoms to you know dramedies to whatever i mean it just you know action you know you could go right down the line and it was great hey you know who else was in uh fall guy uh marky post from um we talked about night court, night court. yeah i just saw she's that, that yeah she's in that too i forgot that she was in that yeah like I said, you know, this discussion is just you know firing synapses that haven't been fired in a very, very long time.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I hope that you don't need some sort of you know Tylenol or something afterwards. No, to, no, no. It's to... all,
0: good, all good. thoughts. Thinking, you know, back in the you know back in the eighties and you know when when the NBA uh, finals were tape delayed, so um, you know they would come on. Uh, you know if uh, you know it, you'd see. You know that that's kind of how it changed. You know now they, they they broadcast it live. You know I mean who would think of it? CBS would broadcast the NBA Finals, and I remember that because I was a Sixer fan. I like Dr. J, and uh, I um I we I was,
1: all like Dr. J.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, Dr. J is just cool. He's, he's the coolest? But so so Dr. J, he, you know, with the Sixers, we're playing the Lakers, and I had to wait till like ten o'clock at night, and it wasn't because it was on the West Coast; it's because they tape delayed it. Yeah, they 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 wouldn't broadcast it they wouldn't take off uh the prime time uh programming to uh, to do the uh the nba game uh finals the finals not not just the game but the finals. the finals yeah
1: <laughs> which is crazy now because i I don't care what show is is on unless it's like a presidential state of the union or they're announcing a war or something like that the nBA finals is what's gonna get aired <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but no, but but Lee Majors, what what a great, you know, you
0: talked about the $6 million man and then the bionic woman and you know, I mean, I grew up and like, you know, had all the toys and you know, everything else with with you know, with the $6 million man, but uh that was oh, more in the 70s, yeah. but but still, but Lee Majors was just such a and he's um you know, he's still alive.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know the the one thing most people don't realize is the $6 million man and the bionic woman actually was like the first big role of one Sandra Bullock. Really? Yeah, I think it was like 87, 88, somewhere around there. Because you remember in the 80s, they would occasionally do a $6 million man made for TV movie or a bionic woman made for TV movie. And sometimes they'd combine them. Well, in this particular one, it was a combined one. And I think they were wanting to like reboot the bionic woman. And so, in the show, they introduced the new person that got all of these bionic upgrades, and that character was played by Sandra Bullock. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, wow. it's crazy how all this shit ties together.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. They 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 try to th- they talk about universes like the Marvel Universe and DC Universe, and look at they've been doing universes long before this all this new stuff came along. They would tie everything. Right. Some of the stuff would you would always have spinoffs and 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 they would always be in the same same universe you know or whatever and uh yeah but, right so it, it, it's not an original idea they've been doing this for how long you know and it was just yeah. uh, great stuff but but yeah but the fall guy was just it was just it was just funny you know between the stunts and the bounty hunter stuff and you know and 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 just just a great again great show but but like you said that that was wholesome tv right but you know you yeah know, we had heather thomas there and you know, you know the eye candy of the show. You know, unfortunately, um, that's just kind of how women were portrayed then, and you know, and now they're, you know, they're certainly not in that light. Just not to be there, but they always had. Right. Well, we have to have the pretty girl and or the love interest and everything else, and so. But that that does kind of. It's kind of how it was then, you know. Nothing yeah. Good, to this, about it.
1: the fog guy has put something that I've in my head that I've wanted to do ever since then, and I don't even know why, other than I just like weird shit sometimes. But I don't know if you recall, he had a bathtub that was outside that underneath it, yes. the water was stoked by a, a, a wood fire.
0: Yes. yes. And I have
1: wanted to do that my entire life. Just have like an outdoor deal, could build a nice fire under it, kind of go sit in it like a hot tub, but not have to share the water with anyone else.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. No, no kidding.
0: Yeah. That, that's just... Uh hilarious you know just just he's sitting out there and i could i could see the intro where he's laying in the tub yeah. <laughs> it, hey, that was great stuff
1: great yeah stuff. and we haven't even got into the shows you know like the side shows that were the adult television programs of the day you know the dallas the falcon crest the hill street yeah. blues
0: yeah yeah we talked about the hill street blues a little bit when, before we got on you know i had said uh you know you know, using that tagline and some of my, uh, some of my previous where I were, previous employers, you know, you get everybody together, you do a huddle in the beginning in the in the morning, and then you kind of just, you know, I, I would give them the line like, okay, be safe out there, and it was just funny, and 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 half of the people would get it, and half of the people were too young to get it, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I, I remember Hill Street Blues because that was one of my dad's favorite shows, and it yeah. came on at like nine o'clock, in. The night that it came on, our bedtime was, uh, well, my bedtime was like nine or something like that because yeah. you know I was I was still, you know, yeah, little, yeah. littler. I
0: think everybody's one,
1: and um <laughs> except for Hill Street Blues night, then my bedtime was eight thirty because my dad couldn't be bothered putting me to bed and missing hill. it was what we were talking about earlier if you missed it you missed it there was no rewinding the tv show mm-hmm. and he yeah. wasn't going to miss one second of hill street blues even if that meant you know putting me to bed
0: you know you know one thing we didn't talk about is that a lot of the the prime time started at seven right back in the day and so you know you would you would, you would stay till seven you would watch TV, you know the the must see TV or the shows seven a uh, p.m. to nine, and then that was your bedtime, and it was time to go to bed, get ready for yep. because you had school the next day. So yeah, and so now now they moved it later,
1: and the and the more adult programming sort of came on at nine o'clock. You know, yes,
0: yes, yes. I think Night Court came on at nine.
1: Yeah, it may have, <laughs> yeah. or at least it was the eight thirty because the show right before nine was also slightly more. Yes, if it was a sitcom, yeah. more kind of an adult sitcom, but yeah. Oh and heck, 90 we 90. haven't even talked about like Benson.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> Benson. Yeah, or soap, soap, which was even better than Benson. <laughs> yeah, because Benson Benson was in Soap, and then they they kind of did a spinoff with him. You know, yeah, you know, being the head of the house in uh, or the, you know, the uh, head of the staff or whatever in at the governor's mansion.
1: You know, and yeah, was, and um. Uh, Billy Crystal was in soap. oh, yes,
0: he played a gay character in this in soap. and at that time in 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 you know, it was pretty, you know, oh my God, he's playing a gay character, you know, yeah, but Billy Crystal was just just amazing. and you know it's just just a great, great great comedian, great guy, you know, never hear anything bad about him if you read up on him, you know, it's just a yeah, yeah, you know, probably and probably the best oscar MC that that's ever been out there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, you know how you said you do the uh, the dill from Hill Street Blues. Well, the thing that I do is I always will say, you know, if I'm someone's leaving or something, I'll always be like, "Have, st- have fun storming the castle from a princess bride," and it always kind of stabs my heart a little when someone doesn't get that reference. I know, you know, he,
0: you know, people don't even remember that he was in there in that. You know, they were, it was what they, the old couple, you know, they yeah, just Miracle Max, <laughs> yeah, yeah, storming a castle, you know, it was just, you know, but Billy Crystal was awesome. And then he, he played in, uh, with Jack Palance, he played in, um, what was that? What was that uh, it was movie? The,
1: that... It was the cowboy movie where they, yeah,
0: yeah, they went to a cowboy, uh, weekend or whatever,
1: <laughs> yeah. And then Jack Palance went and did the push ups at the Oscar,
0: yes. Yes.
1: Check before that. the slap, there was the push-ups who Who is?
0: Yes. Before the slap, there was the push-ups You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wholesome stuff. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we we just like talked how long here, and with we hit, we, we haven't even touched, we haven't even scratched the surface on some of this stuff.
1: Yeah, we're we're at an hour, just, and you know,
0: and I didn't even bring up like you know go ahead. I didn't even bring up the critical Hulk. You know, right? Now it started in the '70s, <laughs> but it was in the '80s. You know, with you know Lou Ferrigno and uh bill bixby i mean you know it just you know you know that you know that's early 80s but you know certainly 80s you know it was like you know before that you know so there was
1: yeah and they had four or five uh incredible
0: hawk made for tv movies as well yes yeah that was kind of the thing it was like you know well we don't want to we don't want to do a production and the actors don't want to commit but they'll do a movie and they would do the made for tv movies and it would be kind of similar you know just a longer you know um a longer episode, so to speak.
1: Yeah. The closest I can think of to something like that happening now is, uh, breaking bad. Cause you recall mm-hmm. they did the spinoff. What was it? El Camino. Is that what it was called? Yep. With Jesse. And then it, of course, well, the the made for TV movie part of breaking bad. And then it spinoff was better. Call Saul. That's yep. almost completely from the late seventies, early eighties TV show playbook right there.
0: Yeah. No, no doubt. No, you hit that nail on the head right there. Yeah, absolutely. It was just so funny. Just, just you know, you know, funny that they, you know, it, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, uh, fashion, right? Um, just keep it long enough; it'll come back in fashion. Well, like, well, just you know, hey, we should do this thing. We're going to do spinoff movies on off of our TV show. Oh, wow, that's an original idea. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's already been done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> done, 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 done. You know, it was just yeah. Great, great stuff. Great stuff.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. Well, um, this is might be shocking to you, but we've been going at this now for over an hour. Yeah, and like you said, no. we've we've barely scratched the surface. Barely scratched so. the surface,
0: you know. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's all great. Like I said, uh, you know, you're, I'm I'm uh, I'm charging synapses of my of my brain that I haven't haven't talked about in quite a long time and didn't have a peer to really talk about it. So I really appreciate, you know, having this great chat, you
1: know, (laughs) you're welcome. You're welcome. You'll definitely have to come back on um, because it sounds like we we still have a lot that we have to discuss. Yes. We haven't even talked about comics or sci fi or right. You know, Eddie Murphy's Raw, Andrew Dice Clay, all of the stuff from those days.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, well, anyway, but, but thank you so much for having
1: me on. This was, this was so much fun. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you answered my call. I'm glad you <laughs> came on. Um, I, I am dead serious. You need to come back on. We have a lot more 80s talk to facilitate here. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. So we can even um, go into
0: the 80s cartoons.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. That's that in itself.
0: <laughs> it's Saturday, Saturday Morning it. cartoons. What yeah. was better
1: than that? Yeah, that's, you know, they'd start, what, like six thirty seven in the morning, and you're like, oh. well, these aren't quite as good, but yeah. it's the only time I can get the TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you'd be down there watching TV.
0: you know. Well, of course, your Friday night, you're flipping through the TV guide going, okay, what time does it start? What does it go? Because, you know, that's what you did. You had the TV guide. <laughs> you yeah. Couldn't, you couldn't figure it out. Well, I'm going to watch this show here and that show there. And then <laughs> really when you were in trouble was like if you wanted to watch like uh, Speed Buggy on NBC, but Super Friends was over on ABC and you're like, what do I do?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I got to choose. Well, I think I've seen that one before. I watched yeah. – I actually yep. have, before we go real quick, though, I yes. do have a funny TV guide story. All right. So my my stepmom, her mother lived in Tampa Bay. And okay. once a year, my stepmom would fly out uh, to go spend a couple of weeks with her. And what my stepmom would do is she would take a bunch of magazines with her to read on the plane, right? Because this is, you know, before little TV screens and movies and whatnot, Mm -hmm. so she's reading she pulls out a tv guide and she's reading the tv guide and then she looks at the cover and then she looks at the man sitting next to her and then she looks at the cover and the man sitting next to her and then she goes to the article about him and she's looking at the pictures and then turning back and looking at him and he's just sort of sitting there you know minding his own business and so she she kind of you know, taps him on the arm and she's like, Excuse me, can I ask you a question? And he was like, Yeah, sure. And she's like, Is this you? And he was like, Yeah, she was sitting next to Hulk Hogan. So the <laughs> funny thing is, my stepmom is only four foot 11. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: And this was, you know, peak physical shape, Hulk Hogan. This yeah, was maybe, I think this was like 93. So he was, you know, still incredibly big and buff and everything. So that year for Christmas I got an autographed TV guide from Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Not many people could probably say
0: that. <laughs> that that's that's awesome. That, that's awesome brother. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, brother. <laughs> you, you didn't see but I, I I was putting my hand up into my ear. Doing the wave, and put, my, I put my hand put my hand to the ear. <laughs>
1: I still have yeah, that, that TV guide somewhere.
0: <laughs> that's all. That is awesome. Like she, and, and she probably doesn't know who the, he is, right? She like, didn't.
1: She had funny. no idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But wait, wait, same hand of the bar mustache receding hairline, blonde.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, see my stepmom never had um, kids of her own. And when oh, okay. her and my dad got married, I was 15. And so my little sister was nine in, um, so, we were effectively the only kids that my stepmom has. Um, wow. Even though my dad passed away in 2003, still let my stepmom, see her all the time, still spend holidays with her. You Aww. know, it wasn't a case of hate my stepmom, you know, sort of thing right, that yeah. goes on like that. As a matter yeah. of fact, she's like my only parent I have left because uh, both of my parents have passed. So, she's like my only parent that I have left. But I'm saying that because she didn't have kids specifically she didn't have boys she didn't walk into the room and see her kids watching you know wwe Mm -hmm. right whereas like my mom would have come in and we would have been watching wrestling so she knew who all these wrestlers were my stepmom didn't have have that and then because we lived with my mom and was only there every other weekend it wasn't like we were just watching a lot of wrestling, so she just didn't know who Hulk Hogan was, which she said he found hilarious.
0: That that's hilarious. That 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 makes the, that makes a story that much better. That makes it like, oh my god, do you know who she was sitting by? She was sitting by Hulk Hogan. No, yeah. she was sitting by Hulk Hogan
1: and had no clue who he was. <laughs> Yeah,
0: and and if she wasn't reading the TV guide, she would have still not known who he
1: was. Right, that's the only reason she knew that she was flying in a plane next to Hulk Hogan (laughs) was because of the TV guide.
0: That's hilarious! (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, with that, with that funny story, I'm going to go ahead and end the show. And everybody, if you've listened, you know how I end the show. I end it the same way every time. And that is, remember, try to live your life in a way that would make Bob Ross proud. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Musings of an ADD Mime podcast. If you could please like, follow, subscribe, or rate, that would really help us out in the algorithm of the platform you use. And it would put us in their recommended feed, which would help grow our audience. I absolutely love podcasting, but it does come with some monthly expenses, and if helping us out is something that you would like to do, you can do so. You can go over to buymeacoffee.com backslash hyperfocuspods, and you can do either a one-time amount, or you can do a monthly subscription if you want to. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it.